Episode number 16, is that right? I think so. We're, we've got to stop with the episode numbers. Okay. It's going to get, unless we go to season so two. So what do we call it? We just call it Mitch Unfiltered, Monday morning, January 21st. Right. No, nah, that's no good. For, let's just keep counting up as long okay. as we can. But I, I know we're going to lose you before we lose me. Absolutely. But uh, it's it's episode number 16. Are we drinking? Are we drinking courtesy of you know what? Zeke's Pizza today? I, I'm going to take a photo of you, and yes. I'm going to tell you that I'm taking a photo of you. Is that okay? Is that okay? Yeah, well, of course. Uh, because I mean, that's 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 well within the rules of taking a photo while I'm telling you I'm taking a photo. Yeah. Disclosure. Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you want to wait till we start the show? We haven't started the show yet. No, no. I want to take the photo now. During the teaser, we Dur- call this the teaser. Yeah. Okay. Are you, are you gonna Are you gonna show me something? This is La Raza. La Raza. All right. Here we go. With me, uh, you're going to do this with while I'm... Well, there yeah, we go. I just really, did it. Really? I just did it. All right, now, don't tweet that out until oh, I get full gosh. approval of that. you got to send that to my publicity people. And they- <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, this is a courtesy of Zeke's Pizza. Zeke's They, they pizza. sent me home the other day. They sent me home the other day with like uh, 20 beers. There's different? Like, 20 di- different No, beers. I think it's like 10... It's either eight to ten nice. pairs. Nice. So I just grabbed the first two. This is okay. La Raza. Okay. All right. This yeah. is called product placement. This is. A, this is. I'm assuming this is a craft beer. Would you call this a craft beer? Uh, I would. Okay. This is a craft beer from Zeke's. Okay. So there you go. You have Zeke's to thank. All right. Yeah. There you go. Uh, episode number sixteen. I guess we have to deal with Rams. Nice. Uh, Rams and Patriots in Super Bowl number fifty three in Atlanta. Georgia. Do we have to? Yes, we have to. Okay. And that's two weeks, depending upon when people are listening to this particular pod, mm. not podcast, pod. Mm. Uh, it's two weeks from whenever. Zeke's Pizza, Capitol Hill. La Rasa will be flowing. Flowing. <laughs> <laughs> flowing. I love it. I love it. Ah, dear. Am I correct to assume, and I know we haven't started yet, so we'll talk about the Rams and the Patriots uh, the big story uh, locally over the weekend, mm-hmm. Isaiah. Isaiah Stewart? The big fella. The big fella. The big fella from Rochester, New York. Going all the way across the country with Coach Mike Hopkins. And doing what Markel Fultz did from DeMatha High School. That's now, right. he may not have been a top five guy, and I know everybody likes to rag on Markel Fultz because he can't shoot. He double clutches from the free throw line. He's a great college. L- looks like he's going to be a bust of a number one pick. He left after one year. They didn't do much with him. He shot like 26% from the free throw line. I get it. I got it. Wow. I happen to like Markel Fultz, and I happen to think he should be appreciated by Husky fans Absolutely. as a guy who went from DeMatha High School, the famed DeMatha High School, to the freaking University of Washington. Anybody that talks poorly about Markel Fultz. Plenty of Fultz, people do. Plenty of people do. They're catching elbows. <laughs> from you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But we haven't started yet. No. Isaiah Stewart, we'll talk about that. Edgar Martinez, big week for Edgar Martinez. Again, depending upon when people are listening to this pod. Right. Assuming a lot of people will listen before the Tuesday announcement. Correct. Edgar Martinez, I believe, will be in the Hall of Fame. It's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Unbelievable. On his last shot. So this is a big week. Big week for Edgar, we hope. At last check, he was on like 90%. He needs to be on 75%. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk a little bit about Edgar, who on Tuesday of this week 
won't be in the Hall of Fame. He needs to be inducted during the summertime, but it'll be announced. This is episode number 16. Our guest again will be the best bracketologist in the nation, Dave Amon, the author of Bracketville online at www.bracketville.wordpress.com. Also, don't forget, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You can find us on all podcast platforms. We want you to subscribe. We want you to give us a rating. And if you'd like to join us as a patron, that's easy to do also. We have a website called MitchUnfiltered.com. Go to the Become a Patron link. Click the link. And if you become a patron, you will have access to lots and lots and lots of bonus content that we do throughout the week. And it's brought to you by Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue, Zeke's Pizza, Daniel's Broiler, Valentine's Day, just a few weeks away. Four locations from which to choose the special dinner. I can't think of a better spot to take your loved one than Daniel's Broiler. We know that Bellevue is sold out on Valentine's Day, which I think is on a Thursday this year. Uh, South Lake Union, Leshy, and the new location at the Hyatt Regency at last check mm-hmm. had maybe scattered reservations available on the actual Valentine's Day, but... The following weekend is Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right, right. after Valentine's. So you can you can always celebrate Valentine's Day. Are you do you are you married to a stickler? Does it have to be Valentine's Day? No, no. My wife is not a stickler when it comes no. to that. Does she like Valentine's Day? She does, but she's she's not uh, uh, she's not offended if if we if we don't do something on Valentine's Day. If I right. said, hey, the schedule doesn't permit, right. I got a a UW game, right? It. You know, typically on a Thursday. Right. Let's celebrate on a Friday or a Saturday, right. maybe even a Sunday, and go to Daniel's. Yeah. She's all in. All right. So Daniel's Broiler, thanks to them. And, of course, Jaguar Land Rover Bellevue and Zeke's are charter sponsors for this episode number 16. Now, you know what's going to happen right now before we play the Open? Because this is the teaser. <laughs> this is the tease. You know yeah. what's going to happen? What's you have happen? no idea. No, I don't. Because, but I'm going to refresh your okay. memory. I'm going to refresh your memory. And this is why I need a beer. Okay. Oh, He's, this he's, kicker. He's cracking open a beer. This kicker. And there it goes. This kicker yeah. is a hack. That's right. The, the masses right. have not heard they it yet. They have not. So we're about to play it. So I'm going to I'm gonna kick back. Yeah. And I'm going to listen to this kicker is a hack, which is Mitch's melody, Mitch Unfiltered single number two. We had, we had um, Leaving This Town. That's right, Leaving This Town. Kind of the holiday edition of the Mariners All-Stars Leaving This Town. Mm-hmm. And now we've got this kicker as a hack. Before I play it for everybody, mm-hmm. do you want to critique it? Do you want to be Simon Cowell while I have a sip of uh, La Raza? Listen. The I, race. I, I, I am not necessarily a the staunchest musical critic, nor would I be qualified. But yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I will say there are a couple of good lines in this one. That uh, are too harsh. That make it make it pretty punchy. Biting? Would they're, you call it biting? Pretty... Is it too harsh though? Seriously? No, it's not too harsh. Is it too harsh? I don't like that not, guy. It's not. Has that come across yet on? Mitch I Unfiltered? immediately, after he got injured, yeah, tweeted, "Cut him." Uh, really? So you don't like him either? Cut you don't him. Like him. So you approve of uh, this, this kicker message. is a hack? I <laughs> you you approve? Yeah. Okay, here it is, and then we begin. Mitch Unfiltered, episode number 16. He's always hungry. The job can wait. 
in the balance hangs his team's fate he never bothers lifting a weight that is why this kicker is a hack he doesn't like pressure when doing his job a former first round pick who loves corn on the cob won't go to yoga because he is a slob that's why this kicker is a hack he loves the smooth shaved head without hair he just doesn't care runners loose i'm no use doesn't like making tackles he may hurt his rack that's why this kicker is a hack he's always hungry the job can wait in the balance hangs his team's fate he never bothers lifting a weight that is why this kicker is a hack doesn't have the power to boom the ball deep liable to be injured even in his sleep and oi those onside kicks the worst in the league that is why this kicker is a hack he loves the smooth shaved head without hair he just doesn't care runners loose i'm no use doesn't like making tackles he may hurt his big rack and that's why this kicker that's why the kicker that's why this kicker's a hack. Unfiltered. It's okay to have a game plan going in, but when you're so stubborn and unwilling to get away from it because the other team is essentially daring you to do so, then we get into stupidity. Unfiltered. I guess that's what really kind of infuriates me, that we go to the offseason after a game that the quarterback was really not given a chance to win the football game for you. That's a quarterback who's the face of the organization. That's a quarterback who, as I say, in a couple of years or in a year, they're going to give, I don't know, $25, $30 million a year to. And yet, it just feels to me like they took the ball out of his hands. Mitch is unfiltered. So I haven't seen you in a long time. It's been a while. You've been in London. You've been. You caught the cold. You were. I did. You, 
right. Are you are you okay now? I, are you all right? I am ninety percent there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I actually had my ears finally popped from oh. from the airplane and being yeah. sick. Yeah. A couple of days later, I mean, I was back, and I didn't join you in person for the last episode because I was just trying to figure it out, and I didn't want to get you sick, and I yeah. didn't want to all that. You want to take another picture of me with La Raza in case, no, the, but, in case the other picture I don't approve, my publicist doesn't approve. Oh, no. You want to try another one? You're covered by the, the mic yeah. in the photo. Yeah. There really isn't anything for you to not approve, and that, that photo will be going out. That's, no, you need my approval. No, no, I Here, don't. Take another one just so you have a second one. I, to choose I don't from. need. You might have one. a better, better. I don't. No, I don't. Um, ask me how I'm doing. <sighs> ask me how I'm doing. Are you sure? Yeah. Ask me how I'm uh, doing. Mitch, how are you? Well, I'm okay, except for the fact that I had a little incident, a little road rage incident that I'd like to report on. <sighs> this is going to be good. No, it's not going to be that good. It's not going to be that good. Why not? But I figured I should bring it up. So. Uh, this is not going to mean much to people who don't know where I live, and hopefully it's not too many people that know where I live, but but <laughs> when I, I pull out of my neighborhood, yeah. and, and I t- out of the neighborhood, I take a right, mm-hmm. and I go, I go that way, Yes, and, and that's not important to the story. As I take the right, mm-hmm. it's, it's one lane going both ways, yes. and I look to my left to see if anybody's coming, and I see a car coming. But they look like they're a little bit in the distance. It's pretty much close. I guess if I was in a little bit of a hurry, I was in a little bit of a hurry. I was yeah. a little late. Yeah. I had to go deliver something to my wife and to my kid at school. Yeah. And lunch. He didn't have lunch and I needed to go. And so I pulled out. I decided, you know what, that that car is so uh, far enough sure. in the distance. It happens. And I pulled out. Yeah. And so I pulled out and... There was plenty of distance between me and the car. And I knew the car was coming, was kind of bearing down. So I intentionally, when I pulled out, stepped on it so that I didn't slow the person sure. down. Well, this person I look up is right on my tail. Clearly, to prove a point, right. decided to not only not only was this person speeding in the first place, probably going a good 15, 10, 15 miles over the limit. Mm-hmm. But this person, when I pulled out, clearly wanted to prove a point. And so actually went faster so that they could get on my tail to make it seem like I cut them off. Of course. Which I, I'm telling you, as sure as I'm saying, would I have waited probably if I wasn't in a hurry? Yeah, but I'm telling you, there was no cutoff. Mm-hmm. There was, if this person could have stayed at the pace that they were going, had they stayed at that pace, they would have never come up on me. Sure. But they wanted to prove a point. So they get up to me. And the lights start flashing. They're flashing the lights oh in the middle of the day. Um, and I look, and it's a female in 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 shades, sunglasses, and it's like, it's like gloomy, gloomy Seattle out. <laughs> She's got shades that on, and she is right, right on my tail, giving yeah. me the business. giving me the business. Yeah. And I, even though I was in a little bit of a hurry, there's really only one. There's only one thing a self kind of a self-respecting human being does in that situation, Uh-oh. right? Uh-oh. And that's slow down, really slow down. Yeah, yeah. Okay? If this person thought that I was cutting them off then, or her off then, yeah. now we're going to slow down, and, we're gonna, and she yeah. can't go pop by me. And so I slowed down a little bit. We came up to a light, that first light before the yeah, 405 yeah, yeah. deal. Yeah. And she is just giving me the business. She has given me the business. And all of a sudden, I start getting this. Mm-hmm. Double-fisted third fingers now what was interesting about this is it wasn't this oh yeah it was the extras on the side i got the like the nut i didn't think anybody did this anymore 
It's Can I take a picture of this? Be- yeah, yeah. I mean, well, no, you shouldn't do that. I probably that child probably shouldn't be out on the open. Okay, but but people understand. I mean, the knuckles, the knuckles out are surrounding the third finger. <laughs> I thought you just do this now with no knuckles. Uh-huh. She went knuckles out and double fisted, and then she put the finger out the window. Oh yeah, and, and gave it to me that yeah, way. Yeah. She was just giving me the business. Yeah, and th- meanwhile, yeah. meanwhile, yeah. not yeah. to cut off your story. Yeah. You're stopped at a light, which means had you waited for her, you'd be one car behind her at maximum. Her net gain yes. is one car. It's you. She just didn't like the fact that she was humming that. along and somebody decided to that. slow her down. But you're and then literally she really, at a light. That's it. We're literally at a light. And, and she really didn't like it when I started to slow down even to a... To a, to a you know, a snail's pace, a crawl, pay, a yeah, crawl yeah. To, to prove a point. So she gives me the two fingers with the knuckles, yes. not just just the third <laughs> finger, the, the two fingers with the knuckles. By the way, I haven't seen that in years. By the way, I didn't know that the other one was the new thing. I thought the knuckles were always involved. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean. Not, it's not like this? <laughs> I wish we need a video. That, this is Periscope all the way. This, so why don't you take a picture I a close up I, of both, and we'll do a poll. Which one is it? Knuckles or no knuckles? It, it, when I shoot, I, I haven't flipped us anybody off in probably fifteen years. Yeah. But if I were going to flip somebody yeah, off, this be, is what I would be, do. It'd be just the solo finger. Yeah, solo finger. Yeah, up. It's, no... too, it's because this is too complicated. It takes work. <laughs> so, okay, but I'm not done with the story. So listen oh to this, JM. Listen to this. What? So, you know the light that I'm talking yes, about? Yes, Okay, of now we go through the light, and we come up to the next light, okay? Yeah. And she's behind me again. After the overpass or farther along? After, after the, the overpass. Over, after okay. the overpass, yes, yes. she comes up behind me again. Now we're stuck at another light. Yeah. Now, here's where something that's never happened that I ever remember happening happens. This is why I'm bringing up the story. Oh, boy. She, she brings out the phone, the big... She's got one of these honker phones, like... Like yours and my phone put together, one of those big ones. Yeah. You know the the people that carry the big ones. Yes. She's taking pictures. Okay. She starts snapping pictures of my car or of yeah. me or of my license plate. Right. Right. Now right. this is disconcerting. Why? Yeah. Okay. She's now giving me the double with the knuckles, and now she's taking finger pictures. And now, and you know, with me, pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You okay, love pictures. You, you, you can't, can't be taking yeah. pictures unless yeah. I approve. So I was yeah. gonna ask her, can I approve of those <laughs> pictures? So. So not only is she taking, here's the kicker. She's not only taking pictures through her, like sitting in her driver's seat. Yeah. She puts the phone out of the window in her left hand mm-hmm. and reaches out to try to take a picture so her her windshield is not in the middle, not impacting the picture. Sure. So I'm like, what the hell? This person, is what, is she going to report me? Is she going to yeah. send pictures somewhere? Yeah. And so I started telling some people that I know, friends and whatever, my my family, my wife, and everybody seems to think that there are places to post these Do you Do you know of this? I mean, what, why would she be taking pictures? Like, is there like a place like guys that don't know how to park? Here's pictures of places, people that don't know how to park their cars or people who cut you off. Is there like a place? Am I going to get reported? Is my... Are my pictures going to end up on some I website have... or some Twitter as Mr. Cutoff Guy? <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here's <laughs> Mr. Mr. Cutoff Cut guy, guy, and here's his car and his license yeah. plate. I don't know. What is she going to do I with don't the pictures? Know. I mean, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is you have no life. That's the only thing I can think of. You have no life. Not you, her. Oh, okay. 
okay. That you're going to take. Because I don't have yeah. a life, and I thought you were talking about me. It's episode What are 16. you doing that you would take that? For what, for what purpose? There was no accident. She's clearly going to do something oh with those pictures, God. and I'm worried. What is she going to do with the pictures? I've been wondering ever since, where are these pictures going? I mean, she's not sending them to, like, the police department, is she? For what? There was no infraction. There was she, no accident. She would say that there, the guy cut me off. He, he pulled out. He that happens. Yeah. All right. Well, I just wanted to. That's what's going on. You ask me how I'm doing. That's been. You're been, bitter. I just don't like the. First, I get the, the knuckles. Double, the double, double But with the knuckles. And then I get <laughs> pictures. Knuckles. And I'm like, so the Twitter what's poll, going the on? The Twitter poll tomorrow. Is knuckles or no knuckles? That's it. Can we send pictures? No, you don't need pictures. People if know people, what I mean if, by knuckles if, or no knuckles. If people are listening, yeah, that's all they need to vote on: knuckles or no knuckles. Knuckle, and that's all I'm going to say. That's it. Knuckles or no knuckles. That's it. And if you don't understand the poll then question, you don't get it. Then listen to the episode. Right. Otherwise, you're not going to be able to vote. That's right. You don't even want me to say just say knuckles or no knuckles. That's it. What time would you like me to put later that out? in the day? You got okay. that's got to be people a chance. Yeah, for sure. Okay, I'll do that. All right, um, Rams and Patriots, we don't like that, right? Super Bowl number 53, I think it's 53. Super Bowl number 53 in Atlanta. Uh, I, I, I lost both to Lock and Fora. I go from mm-hmm. one up to one down. I had both home teams, mm-hmm. and I had... Both home teams got jobbed. Did they get jobbed? I know one got jobbed. See, that's, Actually, that's a different Saints, kinds of job. The, you're right. The Saints, the yeah. Saints got jobbed. The Chiefs blew it. Okay, so the Saints jobbing is is the play, the right? The play, the play where they're going in for the for the game winning score. They can hold the ball to the end of the game. They don't have to give the ball back to the Rams. It's a third down play or a second down play. I think it was a third down passing play to the sidelines. The guy, there's two. There's actually. Two penalties on the play. That's exactly and no, right. And none of them get called. Right. They go over to the officials. Go over to. Right. He's clearly there early. There's pass interference, which would give the Saints the ball, a Correct. first down, and a chance to run the whole clock out, kick the field goal, and win. And the other thing that got talked about a little bit, but not a lot, was how about helmet to helmet? For sure. How about helmet to helmet? And I think I'm not sure about this. They might be able to take both of those, but I'm not sure whether it's it's a spot for the for the for the interference, and then it's 15 more. Correct. I don't know whether they can take That's both a personal of them. foul. That's a personal foul. That's exactly should right. should be after the play. You know, exactly it should right. be an add-on. And they don't call either one of them. Yeah. The Rams come, they score, but they save time for the Rams because it's an incomplete pass. The Rams come down, score three, and and win the game. Changes everything. And, and Greg the leg. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Nice to have a kicker. Well, he hits a, he hits his kicks like you hit your drives. They start to fade a little bit, and then they Come then back. they then they just draw right yeah. back into the middle of the fairway. Butter butter cut. And he hits the fifty seven yarder like it was fifty like it was twenty five yards. Yeah. How far did that fifty seven yarder go? Seventy starts out like it's going to be the butter cut. Yeah, and then just starts. But to look draw where it in. landed. It was, it was high up was in the net. Three quarters of the way up the net. That was a, at, at isn't it nice to yards. have a nice kicker? Isn't that a it nice is. luxury to have? Have a guy can go out there from fifty-seven yards. We we were sitting. I was sitting with the boys watching the game, and before it was fifty-seven, it looked like it was going to be like sixty-three or six. Remember, they got six or seven yards on like a second or third down play to make it yeah. closer. And we were we were kind of we were kind of having the debate, my do boys you, and I. Do you kick yeah, it from yeah. sixty-five? And and 
and maybe give him give the ball at the forty five yard line of the other team if you miss it. Mm-hmm. You punted here. We were like going back and forth. Then they got six yards to make it or eight yards to make it fifty seven, and the guy just Nailed just it. absolutely crushes yeah. that ball from fifty seven with all the pressure on the line. And so they yeah they get job. There's no they get job. And by the way, um, uh, Sean Payton says after the game he's already been contacted by the league. You norm, can't norm, normally, take it back. No, you can't. The NFL knows they screwed up. Yeah. They changed the history of the world. Not not. So what can you do person about it? There, you can't do anything think about, about it. Drew Brees' legacy. Think about Sean Payton's legacy. Think about every one of those players involved. Do you, do you think that he should be able to take a flag out of his pocket and throw a review and, and make them review that? I mean, because it's not a reviewable. It's not thing. a reviewable. And play. on top of it all, if it even were a reviewable play, it would have to be in the final two minutes coming right. from top. Coming to but booth, it, yeah. if it was a reviewable play, somebody would have stopped the game and had him review it. The people that hate replay would say, no, 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 no more reviews, no more sure. stoppages. But there was a chance that would have changed the outcome of the game if that were a, review, a reviewable play. Yeah. They would have been assessed pass interference. No doubt. New Orleans would have run the clock down, kicked the kick field the goal. goal. I still would have lost because I was given three in the hook, three yeah. and a half. Mm-hmm. They would have won by three, so yeah. I would have still lost. Yeah. But And all the wagers on New Orleans would have lost. But New Orleans would be playing in the Super Bowl. Drew Brees at age 40, whatever he is, yeah. would be playing in the Super yeah. Bowl. So this begs the question, should they be expanding review and making more things reviewable? Or is review slowing the game down, killing the game, and we're just going to live with officials who missed I mean, missed something so blatant that would change the outcome of the NFC Championship game? So, to start with your first question, I don't think you should make random plays reviewable. I don't think, and I'm saying random, obviously that was a critical play, but I don't think you should make first and second, third down, just regular, hey, was that a hold on the left tackle that we didn't call? Like, let's go back and look at that. No, I don't. Here's what I expect, though, Mitch Levy. I expect the best referees, umpires, back judges, sideline guys in the United States to call the most egregious calls that are obvious to everyone watching the game that has never thrown a flag in their life. Throw the one that you're supposed to throw. Could you throw a hold almost on every call? Yeah. That's why you're the best in the world and you don't call that subtle hold that you probably could call in the offensive line. Wide open one-on-one in front of 60,000, 70,000 people and a million people, a billion people watching, you have to make that call. Okay, but he didn't make the call. So should it he be reviewed? Should be an NFL be referee. Well, here, here's but here's Period. something. But here's something else. How many? I don't even know the answer to this. How many ref- officials? How many refs are on the field? There's a lot of them, right? Yeah. Why doesn't somebody come over to him and say, "Hey, hey, it's hold not their up, call. Hold on, hold on. I know it's not. It's not my call. But I thought he might have been in there early. Where you? Did you think he was going to? And at least have? Was there any meeting amongst the officials? Did anybody on the field? I mean, the whole world saw it. We right. didn't need the replay to maybe see it. Maybe the back judge. Somebody be, must have seen maybe it. Maybe the back judge because that's where, you know, he's – but the sideline guy's got to make that call. Yeah. I mean, it's not like the referee's not making that call from where he is. That. And the, but once it's missed, maybe somebody else calls him over and said, I just want to make sure you saw – it's your call, whatever you want to do. Wasn't there early just to have the conversation. There was no conversation on the field. They just let the play go, yeah. and that was the end. And, and you know, as I said, it's one thing to miss one – call if they miss the fact that he was there early okay maybe somebody would say it's a bang bang play and 
but he also missed. Was he not watching? Because the hel- helmet to helmet, it was high. Yeah, it was totally a high hit. Yeah, totally helmet to helmet, and so he he misses it, and so that's the end of that. That's the end of the Saints' run, it's and disgusting. and the Rams are in the Super Bowl it's as disgusting. a result. Not as a result of it. The Rams got to give them a little, a little bit of credit. They then came down and took advantage of a gift. It was a gift. Yeah, but they uh, so you get you get Super Bowl Fifty Three in Atlanta. Um, you get Gladys Knight and the national anthem. Uh, she's taking a lot of a lot of a lot of flack. You know that. No. Yeah, the whole Colin Kaepernick. F- See, that's what I didn't want to do. I just spilled <laughs> La Rasa. <laughs> I just spilled. La Rasa. You know what? Wherever this is, see, I just spilled La Rasa. I got, the, uh, you got something there? In, Thank you. Yeah, whatever. Wherever this, see, is, this is, why I didn't think we should bring La Rasa in. La Mitch yes. Levy yes. just just fumbled. That's a party foul, and you just yes, spilled the beer during the podcast. I did. You, I mean, listen. If you had, if you had episode number sixteen as the first time that Mitch was going to spill a beer, you win. Yeah, you win the pool. Yeah. I'm picking up the microphone now, and yeah. I'm, I got I got to clean up. Got to clean up after myself. But anyway, where, where was it? So you get glad, yeah. Gladys, Gladys Knight has taken a lot of heat about what? A lot of people thought because of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, she should have declined. A lot of people are declining to sing the national anthem, and she says, "No way, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Maybe it'll spur conversation and debate, mm. and maybe that's the best thing." And so mm. she's taken some flack. You're, you're half. I'm really excited about the halftime show. Are you? Yes. Oh, as I take a drink out of my La Rasa. Yeah. Um, Travis Scott, man. Travis Scott, Astro World. You, yeah, Goosebumps. You're, you're ready. Goosebumps. Are you? It's my favorite song, Are Goosebumps. You? 713 to the 281. Yeah, I'm riding. Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying, sipping oh low key. I'm sipping low key and Onyx Rider Rider. Okay? I'm all about Travis. In fact, my next Mitch's melody is going to be Goosebumps. Did this just happen? This. Oh, my gosh. Do you have more? Do you, do you have any more to say about this? Because what just happened was... Yeah. Yeah, I got more. Oh. You want more? Well, I mean, sure. Well, Maroon 5. Uh, uh, you know, Maroon 5, whatever. Yeah. I'm not that excited about Maroon 5. Okay. It's all about Travis Scott and the big boy. It, you know, big boy's from Atlanta. I do know big boy's yeah. from Atlanta. The way you move. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So click it or ticket. Yeah. Let's see your seatbelt fastened. Trunk rattling like two midgets in the backseat wrestling. Speaker box vibrate the tag. Make it sound like aluminum cans in the bag. Big boy. I'm all about big boy. What? There's a million things that could have happened today. Yes. And none of them would have had you singing two lyrics. I wasn't singing. That's not singing. All right. You heard me sing a little bit before. Okay. Yeah. You providing two lines from Goosebumps, Travis, man, Travis and the way you Scott. move. The way you move. In fact, you know when I did Lady is a Tramp I'm done. for the, for the I'm kicker. Done. I did this Lady episode is over. I can't go on. Okay. Well, I, 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 I took Lady is a Tramp and made it the kicker is a hack. Yeah. It, I was this close to doing um, the way you move. Oh, by, you were. Uh, by Big Boy. Oh, you were. I was this close. I yeah. started playing with the lyrics and then yeah. I thought, well, Lady, Lady mm-hmm. is a Tramp is probably mm-hmm. a better one. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm speechless. I, I mean, I I wish this was on video again. <laughs> a video. Where's the periscope? The periscope. We need to get that cracking. Oh God. Uh anyway, 
2019 is underway, and what a year it's going to be at Jaguar Land Rover of Bellevue. Al and Dimitri have tons of opportunities for you in virtually all price ranges, from a fabulous selection of certified pre-owned vehicles to a new electric Jaguar, which is now in stock, to the family Land Rover Discovery model with the third row seating. The new Discovery is the best value family SUV, period. And if you're really adventurous, the upcoming return of the iconic Land Rover Defender is the talk of the car world get on the vip order list at land rover of bellevue and as i said for years you just can't beat this dealership many try to beat them but to no avail the best sales team and a dealership environment where you'll notice a difference service department is the best as well whether you purchase or lease your car there or somewhere else just off of 520 northeast 20th street in bellevue jaguar land rover of bellevue unfiltered Before we finish with the uh, the Super Bowl 53, at least for the time being, before we put it away for the time being, how about this? The New England Patriots, I know this is going to make you sick, uh, three straight Super Bowls. Gross. Nine of 19. Some, it's amazing. I want you to think about that for a second. They have been in the last, in nine of the last 19 Super Bowls. That is ridiculous. Um... Uh, and by the way, I'm glad to know that there are some... I just want to make sure that I got the rules right. I, not only do I have the rules right from the Saints-Rams disaster, mm. I want to make sure I got the rules right. You're not allowed to hit Tom Brady in the shoulder pads, right? Correct. Right? That's a penalty. That's a penalty. That's roughing the passer. It is. Even if you don't knock him down, nope. even if you don't touch his helmet, no. if you touch his shoulder pads... Or anywhere in his chest. Even if it's not late, right. even if it's right on time, and you touch his chest or his shoulder pads... It's it's fifteen yards. It's a foul. Okay, yeah. I want to make sure that I understand that. Um, and then uh, I also want to make sure that when it comes to fumbles of of punts, mm-hmm. you don't have to have what they call indisputable evidence to overturn when the Patriots are involved, right? Sure. You know, you have to have that evidence to overturn for every other team, but not the Patriots. Correct. Okay, I just want to make sure. I, I'm glad that you and yeah, I are we're on the same. On the same page. I'll call the Dolphins and let them know there's right. been some rule changes, mm-hmm. and they have to play by those rules in the AFC East. Isaiah. Stewart. <laughs> now, when I tweeted out that Isaiah Stewart, the big fellow from Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. who is by most accounts one of the top five high school basketball players in America at 6'9", 6'10", big fella. In America. In America. When I tweeted out, let's let's make sure that we uh, cover a few things. When I tweeted out that he's going to be making his announcement on the Sunday night, mm-hmm. you gave me the eyes, and people were making fun of me, saying, "You don't even know what Jason. You don't even know what the eyes mean." Mm-hmm. You sh- you sent the emoji. We're going to get back yeah, into yeah. emojis of the eyes. Yeah. It wasn't the thumbs up? Nope. <laughs> and it wasn't this. No, it wasn't the doubles. Um, you gave me the eyes, mm-hmm. and I just figured I didn't know that there was like some code. I'm supposed to know what oh, that means. Yeah. What what? Oh, I like, thought the eyes just mean that you're watching. Oh no! Like, oh, hey, look, see what here we got. Might have something. Might oh, have something, we might have something interesting. Oh. you know, like oh, oh, that's oh. what the eyes meant. Oh, okay. So, so if yeah. I use the eyes now, mm-hmm. I got to do it when I'm like, when I'm like, you know, I want to. I'm like you, interested. You like here's here's when, when do you, I use the here's eyes? Here's when you should use the eyes. Yes, when you were talking about. 
Lock and Forest conversation about Russell Wilson maybe becoming the first forty million, knowing yes. some back some dirt. Yeah. You knew something that was maybe in the right. background. Right. Like so Lock and Forest tweet something about Russell Wilson. I use the you, eyes. You might throw the eyes out there like I might know a little something that's going on. Oh, but I don't use the eyes on something that I tweet out. If I say Lock and Forest says it may be forty million dollars a year, yeah. I don't then put the eyes on my tweet. I have to do it to somebody else's tweet. Yeah, you can't. Right. You can't, can't use the eyes on your own tweet. <laughs> like you can't. Like no, come on, man. You know, uh, I'm just gonna. You know, this is silly. You're over here throwing out Travis Scott and uh, you know. Do and, I have to do and, it again? and big boy, do I, do like, I have to go? no seven one three to the two eight one. Yeah, I'm riding. Why are they on me? Why are they on me? I'm flying, oh, sipping low key. I'm gosh. sipping low key and Onyx rider rider. Yeah, I'm all about Travis Scott. Right, um, right. I just you know just to, it's funny because I read this and everybody else is going to read this. Yeah, and you could you could gloss over it, but I can't gloss over it. Okay, I, I and you can't gloss over it. This is what it says. Here's what every article in the newspaper is going to say about Isaiah Stewart. Mm -hmm. Okay. Stewart chose the Huskies over Duke, Michigan State, Syracuse, and Kentucky during an announcement on ESPN. That's going to be the line that's in every story in the newspaper, right? And 100%. Can I just read that again? 100%. Okay. I mean, I've seen some things that I thought I would never see. All right. But this, Stewart chose the Huskies over Duke, Michigan State, Syracuse, and Kentucky during an announcement on ESPN. Yeah. When, are you ever, when have you ever read that before, and when are you going to ever read that again? I mean, it's not often. I will say Markel Fultz had a chance to go a million places. Right. But Markel had committed to Washington early on. This, this is a... A national announcement. This is Hop in his second year. This is It's Hop. a kid from Rochester, exactly. New York. Okay. Like uh, New York. This uh, is not a guy from like Portland. No. It's not a guy from like Las Vegas. It's not a guy from like, I don't know, wherever you want to make him. He's from Rochester, New York. And at the and and up until the last minute, you gotta understand, this guy up until the last minute, has Shashevsky eating breakfast with his family. He's got Calipari eating lunch with his family. Mm-hmm. And he's got Izzo hanging out. And he's got Bayheim in the window going, what, uh, what, what, what about, what's what about, what's what's going about what's us? Going on? What's going on? He's got Izzo, Shashevsky, and Calipari yeah. all in his family room. And he's picking Washington. Hop. I know. He picked Hop. To go all the way across the country to do. Now, listen. Yeah. You, I know people don't want to talk Husky basketball. But that's a national, that's on the front page of it ESPN. Is, that's not you. just a Husky basketball story. This is a, that's a national, national story. story. Yeah. If you follow college basketball recruiting at right. all, right. this is a shockwave amongst shockwaves of a top five player says, I'm going to travel all the way across the country. Yeah. Not to UCLA. Yeah. Not to Arizona. Yeah. To Washington. Okay, now uh, uh, people are going to be yelling. Let me want to make sure that I I don't mess people up. Yeah, he goes to a high school in Indiana. Yes, he left Rochester. Yes. to go to like a prep school or whatever yeah. to to play basketball somewhere else. But he's a Rochester kid, and the reason. And if there's anybody that should be bitter about this, if there's one Syracuse. person who should be in America who should be bitter, you, it would be me because 
the reason he's coming to Washington is because Hopkins was on him early and they were recruiting him That's from right. the beginning. Rochester, by the way, is just like a a, Stone's a, a, throw. Dry, a driver and a pitching wedge yeah. from Syracuse, New York. Hop was the main recruiter for Syracuse for Bayheim, trying to get Isaiah there. Then he comes here and he brings him with him. So, but I'm I, I gotta tell you, yeah, would I love to see him in the back of that zone, in the middle of that zone? Yeah. For oh. the one year? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to see him in the back of that zone. Yeah. I guess I'll see him in the back of this zone. It's not the right. zone that I want to. You're going to see it. I am fired up. Are you? Yeah, I'm totally fired up for Hop. Love it. I'm totally fired up for Husky fans. I'm, and and part of the reason is, um, I I still the the Michael Porter thing still kind of mm. lingers with me mm-hmm. because they had Michael Porter. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is going to be I would imagine the the top recruit in the history of the Washington. I don't know. Yeah, I don't between, know. I, between Spencer Hawes, I mean, Martel really Webster, between Markel, Markel, yeah. Spencer Hawes, right? Tony Roten, maybe? Nah, no, not even that. Um, Porter, yeah. And, and, well, Porter, and, Porter. And no, this guy's not. We know Porter was one or two. Yeah, of course. So the, Porter would have been bigger than yeah. this guy. This guy's five or six or four or five. Four six. or five. Porter was either one or two. It was DeAndre Ayton mm-hmm. and Porter, and Porter was coming. To Washington now, people are going to yell. He's only coming to Washington because of his father and the assistant job. And That's all that what stuff. makes it different. Okay, so I just feel terrible that that we never saw that class. I feel badly. I, I feel I, f- I feel like I wanted to see that class, and so we never saw it at all disbanded. Mm-hmm. So I'm really as much as I would have loved to seen him go to Syracuse. My guess was he was going to go to Michigan State or Duke. Anyway, I, my, my guess is that Syracuse probably finished third or fourth, not yeah. even second. I'm just thrilled, and and just to do a little. Can I? And I know that people, a lot of people, don't care about this and don't want us to talk about this, but I'm going to do so anyway. I guess you can always hit the fast forward button if you want. Just daydream with me a little bit. We talked in an earlier episode about this guy, Jaden McDaniel's. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that most people listening right now don't know who Jaden McDaniel's is. Mm. Some do, mm-hmm. but most don't. Mm-hmm. He goes, is it Federal Way High? Correct. Okay. So he's a Federal Way guy. He's one of, he's probably even higher rated than this guy, right? They're they're amongst the top 10. Top 10. Both McDonald's, All-Americans, first. I think maybe in top first five. In, top five. Yeah. And this, and, and this McDaniels guy is about, what, 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", right? Mm-hmm. And um, they're in the mix. They're in the mix. He's got a brother who plays a very good player at like San, San Diego, Diego State, State. right? Mm-hmm. And so he's right down, and and I'm gonna read. Let me just read to you what Isaiah Stewart said upon announcing on ESPN that he was choosing the Huskies over Duke, Michigan State, mm-hmm. Syracuse, and Kentucky. Uh, me and Coach Hop go way back. Once he got that head coaching job at Washington, it changed a lot. At first, I was I wasn't leaning toward them, but as me and Coach Hop continue to talk, he's the type of guy that's like me, different, works hard, and wants to start his own legacy, and that's what I want to do. I'm not an average or normal recruit. I could have went to another school, just been another one of the guys. I feel like I'm special. I feel like I deserve to go out there. I feel like they deserve a top recruit. It's been a while. And then he says, I'm now going after Jaden McDaniels. And we're trying to build something out there. If we get him, man, game changer. How about that? Woo-hoo! I'm feeling all sorts of tingly right so, now. So here's the daydream. The daydream is January of 2020, one year from now. Yeah. Quad A Green, who was a McDonald's All-American. Yeah. He transferred from Kentucky. Yeah. He'll be eligible in January of 2020. So he'll play point. 
Uh, I don't know what you think about Jalen Noel staying one more year. Maybe, maybe love not. It. I would love it. Uh, I, you know, I, I was looking at the – once I saw that Stewart was coming, I was looking at the, the rankings, and I see Noel in the 50s on the big board. He could go. He could stay, whatever. If they could somehow get Land McDaniel – I mean, you're, you're talking about one of the most talented teams in the country. If they have Noel, Green, Stewart, McDaniels, Carter – Right, they've got two four-star guys coming in. You're talking in, in in you're talking conference play in 2020 of one of the most one of the five most talented teams in the country playing y- yes, in heck ed. Yes, yes, you are. You won't go to London and miss games. <laughs> oh, that's messed up. That is messed up. But you are not lying. I mean, that is a roster. Yeah, a roster, especially yeah. if. Jalen Noel sticks around, and I, I really, you know, who knows what's what, but that would be, who knows what's what about the whole thing. Yeah. But if that scenario played out, yeah, boy, that's a heck of a roster. Heck of a <sighs> roster. There's a lot that has to happen, though. Yeah, of course. Right? Noel's got to stay. McDaniel's got to come. All the, all those different things have to happen. But just for the for, for the time being, even people that are Washington haters, even the Gonzaga fans, Washington State fans. People that don't understand Washington sports don't like Washington sports. I mean, you've got to turn your head a little bit when the number five guy in the in the country, in the world, from Rochester, New York, says, you know what, I'm going all the way out to Seattle to play my college ball at the For University sure. of Washington. It's amazing. Listen, there's two things that happened in the last, let's call it three weeks, at the University of Washington for the University of Washington basketball program. Besides being 5-0, and mm-hmm. besides leading the Pac-12 conference right now statistically, you get Quade Green to transfer, Yep, and you get Isaiah Stewart. Those two things for Mike Hopkins and his staff in year two are monumental college basketball shifting events that I don't think people are grasping. I don't... I don't think that his announcement, even on ESPN and who the, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think people understand that Washington is now with this it's staff. Amazing. They're it's amazing. on the map again. It's amazing. People are willing to come to Washington. Well, if you want me to put it, try to put it in its proper context, I don't know if this will help any. Let's put it this way, that. The two guys that you just mentioned, Green, who was like, I think, 19th in his class and played in the McDonald's yeah. game, and and this guy, Stewart, Stewart yeah. who's number five. Forget McDaniels. Yeah, we don't even know that yet. Just take those two guys. Yeah. I think those two guys are higher ranked than any player that's gone to Syracuse mm. in the last five years. Right. I'm trying to do the. I'm, I'm running every guy through my head right, right now. They haven't had, they haven't had a top, top, top. Re- they haven't had a guy that that highly ranked, and he just got two. Two. He came from Beheim staff, and came out to Washington where it's impossible to get a kid from the East to come out. Exactly. And he just got two. Exactly. Because I think Green's from Philadelphia, and I think, uh, yeah. and I think, and the other guy's from Rochester. Rochester. Yeah. And 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 all the while, his boss has not been able to bring those guys in the last few years. Yeah, his no. boss has done pretty well over yeah, the years. Yeah, of course. They've of done course. pretty well over the years, but not like this. It's crazy. Uh, and by the way, 
in our next segment on Mitch Unfiltered, episode number six. How's episode number 16 going so far? It's kind of weird, if, if isn't you, it? If you like you and I having a lot of conversation, it's yeah. a fantastic episode. And if not... Then you're going to be wondering, where's the next guest? <laughs> well, the next guest is next. Okay. So I introduced you to Dave Amon. You did. A week ago. You did. Nobody knew who he was. Right. People are learning. So the number one, and this is not like opinion, this right. is statistical. Fact. Fact. The number one bracketologist. Mm -hmm. He does Bracketville at bracketville.wordpress.com. He's on the internet. He's on Twitter or whatever. He does what Lenardi does. He doesn't have a big name like Lenardi. But there is a company called BracketMatrix.com who takes 125 of these guys around the country in these services. And they take all of their, their guesses and projections and they grade them. Mm -hmm. And they've graded them over the last five years. This guy is number one. Number one in the country. And so he agreed to be on with us on a semi-regular basis. He's back in our next segment. Washington's 5-0 and no now. Mm -hmm. He had them 10 in his last bracket projections. Will they go up to 9? Are they moving up? Now, they didn't beat, they're not going to beat sure. anybody, but other teams around them are losing. So what does he think of Washington's March Madness candidacy right now? Mm -hmm. And then all those number one teams that lost, Duke lost, Virginia lost, Michigan lost. Everybody's losing. Sure. So what's going on? And Gonzaga is probably rising right there, up right yeah. there for a number one seed, maybe a number mm -hmm. one seed in the West. So he'll be our guest in the next segment, okay? Love it. I think everybody, at least listeners of Mitch Unfiltered, know by now, Jason D. Hamilton, that Zeke's Pizza has, I believe it's a 16th location, and it's in Capitol Hill. And I'm planning on watching the Super Bowl there, hoping to get some of the Mitch Unfiltered listeners to come by, say hello, have a slice, have a craft beer like the one we have tonight, La Raza, mm -hmm. right here. Yep. Uh, and I'm assuming you're coming by too. Just make it happen. Mm -hmm. I've been asking for like now five episodes, maybe six episodes. You keep giving me the whole, I haven't gotten it cleared yet. I haven't gotten it cleared yet. Yeah. Get it cleared, all right? Yeah. Please, yeah. get it cleared. They want to see you just as much as they want to see me. They want to thank you for making this thing possible. Pizza, craft, beer, and football on Super Sunday. If, by the way, you don't want to come out or you can't come out and you want to have delivery, you want to have Zeke's Pizza delivered, they do that now. Not a third party. They deliver. Uh, 206-285-8646, Zeke'sPizza.com. Any combination of food and craft beer right to your door, the beer, the cider, the whole thing, they, they deliver it all. You can mix and match. You can order six different beers if you want. All the drivers have shoulder coolers. The beers will show up nice and cold. And remember, the one who orders has to be 21 years old, and also the one who receives at the door has to be 21 years of age. 206-285-8646, Zeke'sPizza.com, or download and use the mobile app. And I'm certainly hoping that uh, when Super Bowl Sunday rolls around, if there are Mitch Unfiltered listeners out there that can join us for just a little while, mm -hmm. if you want to come before the game starts, we're going to get a little pool going, a legal a 100 legal, square pool. A 100 square legal pool. Um, we hope that you'll come by the new Capitol Hill location. It's on Mercer Street in Capitol Hill. Is it on Capitol Hill or in Capitol Hill? On. On Capitol Hill. In. In Capitol Hill. It's on Capitol Hill, in Capitol Hill. All right, so there you go. Both work. Uh, we hope you'll stop by and say hello to Jason and myself and watch a little of the game, if not the whole game. Uh, Zeke's Pizza, homegrown in the Northwest. Unfiltered. Unfiltered. 
And here he is, the most accurate NCAA bracket man in the nation, Dave Amon of Bracketville and Bracket Guy Dave on the Twitter. Dave, how are you? I am doing well, Mitch. How are you? We're doing well. Washington has got a lot of momentum. They just received a commitment from one of the top recruits in America. They're off to a 5-0 and start here in Pac-12 play. I know Pac-12 play doesn't have the cachet that it uh, that it normally does in, in other years. What say you about Washington's position? Are they slowly creeping up your seed list at the moment? Yeah, I would say creeping very little, as you mentioned, with the Pac-12 kind of being what it is. But uh, Washington is holding steady from where we were a week ago, which, you know, was pretty good considering the week that they had. Uh, took care of business with two games at home that they should have won. And they did that. So uh, now it's on to the next and best thing. You say that Washington is holding steady. Now, since the last time you did a seed report, you had Washington, I believe, uh, number 38 of all the teams. And the teams right in front of them have all suffered losses, some of them multiple losses. Minnesota lost by a million to Illinois. Ohio State lost four in a row. St. John's lost to Butler. Seton Hall has lost three in a row. I was expecting you to say on this edition of Mitch Unfiltered that Washington might creep up a line or two and maybe even approaching that nine-seed status, but that's not the case. Well, right now, they would be at 37 on the seed list, which would be the top 10 seed. Okay. Again, they took care of business. They didn't really beat anybody over the weekend that would change their profile per se they just didn't do anything to hurt themselves so nothing happens in a vacuum as i like to say so it's not only what you did or didn't do but it's what everybody else did and some other people actually moved up further because of wins that they had for example syracuse after winning at duke took care of pittsburgh um you had Kansas State continuing to win, so they bumped up a little bit. Right. So, so those all kind of things have, there's a lot of moving parts. Now, the interesting part, and, and here's your little intrigue into the morning, you're probably going to find Washington on the nine line because of a procedural thing when you put the bracket together. Um, because there's just been a quagmire of Big Ten and ACC teams, and even though they have relaxed a lot of the bracketing rules, to keep people more on their true seed as to how they used to do it. Right. There still are times where occasionally a team may end up being a seed line one way or the other yes. to make the bracket still fit within the rules. So I understand that nothing happens in a vacuum. What you're saying is, and I understand that Washington did nothing to improve its profile. It's going to be very difficult for them to do anything over the course of time because there's not a lot of quality wins, as you've explained to that to us in the Pac-12. Uh, you're saying that, yeah, they may have leapfrogged a couple of teams ahead of them who had very poor weeks, but there were teams below them like Syracuse and other teams that had some quality wins that may have counter counterbalanced, if you will, the teams that they jumped over in front of them like, I don't know, Minnesota or St. John's or an Ohio State. Uh, uh, we'll talk about Ohio State at some point during this particular uh, chat. They're going to go on the road, Washington. Before we get off the Washington story, Dave, where they're going to go on the road to Oregon this week. Uh, which is the better win right about now, Oregon or Oregon State? If they were going to go one-and-one, one, let's say, what would you advise would be the better one-and-one the win at Oregon or the win at Oregon State? That's a really good question, Mitch. I would probably, in a, if I had to make a split-second decision, 
I would say it, it kind of goes both ways. I'd say probably beating Oregon. I think Oregon's actually a little better team. is probably a better win. But if you lose, they, they kind of cancel each other out. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, it's kind of one of those deals where I don't know that one's going to gain you more. But if, if I had to pick and choose, I would say win at Oregon and then lose, you know, a close game at Oregon State. He's the most accurate and successful over the last five years bracketologist in the nation. Bracket Matrix does the grading of of tons and tons, a hundred over a hundred different bracketologists. And this is the guy, the voice you are listening to, Dave Amon, is the number one bracketologist, the most accurate uh, projector of the field in the last five years of any of these services in the country. Share with us a thought on Arizona and Arizona State. Is it still three? Do you figure it's down to two with Arizona's loss over the last four or five days? Well, first of all, Mitch, I'd like to say I, I don't know what kind of karma you carry with you <laughs> um, because I may be the 10th or 12th best bracketologist <laughs> after this year. We'll worry about that so, when the time comes, Dan. With, <laughs> with all the pressure that you put on me here, uh-huh. um, I, I will say I, I think you know the loss at Arizona and then they split, so – just a couple of pegs, but again, they got caught in a situation where one of the biggest movers of the week, and I know that you have asked, you know, that that's one of the things that you like to leave with, so yep. I won't go there just yet. We'll, uh, we'll wrap that up in a little bit, but they got passed by a team that's kind of slowly been climbing, but then had a really huge win this week, and I would say Arizona's, again, still right on that cut line. As of tonight, probably just on the outside. Okay, so probably a two-team. When when the next bracket is released, probably two teams out of the Pac-12, Washington, uh, Washington, Arizona State? Yes. Okay. How about the interesting one line? My goodness, Dave. Uh, talk about karma. Uh, I don't know what kind of karma it is to put these teams at number one. By my recollection, Duke lost this week. Virginia lost this week. Michigan lost this week. Kansas lost this week. Only Tennessee of the group of ones that we discussed a week ago, Dave, uh, stayed uh, true to their to their record. They've only lost the one game to Kansas. So what are we going to do now? I'm assuming that plays into the hands of across the state of Mark Few and Gonzaga as all these other teams uh, lose games at the top of the brackets. Your point is well made because it was kind of interesting, you know, over this weekend since Friday, you know, we basically had three teams that were on the top line all lose. Um, you know, Kansas lost for the third time, so at least for the moment they're they're going to have to backslide just a little bit even though their overall profile is still quite, quite good. And so what you have a situation is, well, coming into the weekend, Michigan and Virginia were both unbeaten. So does one loss, both of them on the road, to, well, obviously Virginia losing at Duke is a high-quality opponent, and then Michigan losing at Wisconsin. We know how difficult it can be um, to get out of the Kohl Center with a win. So it's not like somebody went out and, and laid an egg. Now, Michigan didn't play particularly well in that game, but, but that happens. So for me, when I was going through it tonight, and I spent a couple of hours actually today looking at it from about ten different angles, and quite frankly there's five teams for four spots. And with Gonzaga right now next in line, 
and I would say you could pretty much order those about any order that you wanted to, depending on which of the metrics or which of the data you want to pull out. Okay. You know, so, you know, for example, Michigan State has the most quality wins. If you look at group one and group two, they have nine. Then you have Michigan, Virginia, and uh, Duke all have eight. Okay. Tennessee has six. Okay. But at the same time, Tennessee hasn't lost since very early on to a Kansas team that at that time had its full arsenal. Understood. So, you know, so they're still playing and they're leading their conference. Well, Michigan State is now the Big Ten leader, at least for the moment, and if they're one of the top conferences. And then you have how, how would the committee, for example, view Duke, who lost to Syracuse at home with one of their starters out sick and the other who missed most of the game hurt, but is now expected back sooner than anticipated. And then they bounce back and beat arguably the number one net team with the new rankings at home, missing one of their key players. All right, so how do you view so it? How do you, how do you view it, well, Dave? Well, at the end of the day, I got five. I came out pretty much, I think I'm going to end up with, unfortunately, if you're a big blue fan, Michigan's probably going to be the one that falls into that number five spot. Okay. Um, it's a close call between them and Virginia. And then Gonzaga is so, also a number two. Is the second number two? The second yes, best number two? Yes, they would be two? in the number six position. Yeah. And interesting, Mitch, because you, you brought this up. You know, I actually asked, uh, asked a question this week of some people, and I'm waiting to see what the results are. But if you had to take number one seed out west come selection Sunday, Gonzaga or the field, what would you take? Hmm. I probably, because uh, I don't think Gonzaga's going to lose again, probably the rest of the year, unless somebody, a St. Mary's or somebody catches them or somebody in the tournament. I, I probably would take Gonzaga as the number one uh, in the West. I would bet, if I were a betting man, I would say that the, the probably 65, 70% chance okay. that Gonzaga ends up being number one in the West for a, a host of reasons. Yeah. One, they're very, very good. They're back at full strength. They're close to it. Um, and one of their losses occurred when they weren't at full strength. So I think when you factor all that in, plus the committee historically, in a close call, has sort of favored keeping a West team number one in the West. So all those factors considered, it would not surprise me if when we get a couple, eight weeks from now on Selection Sunday, yep. if Gonzaga ends up being West, that also allows them to maneuver a little bit and still balance the regions and maybe having okay. another team also be a little bit closer to home. Okay. Eight or nine weeks before Selection Sunday, we heartily recommend that you follow this guy. He's terrific. Uh, it's called Bracketville. It's available uh, on the web at bracketville.wordpress.com if you want to follow his little tidbits on Twitter like I do. Bracket Guy Dave, Dave Amon. Who is the uh, who is the creator of Bracketville? One of, if not the most successful projectors of the field, anywhere you're going to find. All right, you know how I like to end it. You just uh, you kind of you kind of beat me to the punch, but you didn't you didn't spoil it. So you're doing well, Dave. The high risers and free fallers. I'll mention a couple of teams. Maybe I'll hit them. Maybe I won't. Ohio State immediately comes to mind as a free faller. They've lost four in a row, have the Buckeyes, and boy, they were once lofty, now just trying to get their feet under them. Um, FSU has lost some games in the ACC. You mentioned my alma mater, the Mighty Qs, won 
at Duke and a good game against Pittsburgh. Baylor has been kind of a rising team in the last seven to ten days. Uh, I'll throw the throw the ball to you. Who are the official free fallers and, and high risers this week, Dave? Well, I don't know if I have any official ones, but uh, you <laughs> hit certainly on a couple. Ohio State would be one of those. Florida State, um, Indiana continues to backslide a little bit. You know, they had some really good wins, but um, they have not been a good road team this year, and we'll see if they can get that corrected because that ultimately can be, you know, a major factor um, from a seeding and potentially even a selection standpoint if you can't find a way to win outside your building. So, so those are a couple, you know, of the followers, and then Seton Hall would be another Okay. Who's, who okay. had kind of climbed pretty high, yep. but they've just, you know, they just lost to DePaul for a second time. But I think probably the biggest climbers um, are Iowa, who started really strong and then just kind of treaded water for a little while and lost a game or two. And, but now they've kind of seemed to have found their defensive mojo again. The one I was going to mention earlier is Baylor. You know, they had a rough start to the year, open with a loss to Texas Southern. They have another group four loss from early in the year. But if you really break it down, like tonight, and you're looking at some of these final at-large teams, you know, Baylor has four group one wins, and they just came off. of They beat Iowa State recently, um, and then they just beat Texas Tech over the weekend. So those are a couple of wins that some of those other proverbial bubble teams don't have. Um, so those would be two of my uh, bigger risers. Okay. Um, okay. Taking a look at where we are right now. Okay, and finally, real quickly, uh, Big Ten is the conference that would have the most teams if the uh, if Selection Sunday were today, or am I am I off on that? No, nope, they still are. Um, followed by it's kind of been a ACC Big Ten dominant. I don't think it will stay that way over the next two months. Um, the Big Ten still has ten in as of tonight, but as we talked last week, uh, Mitch. You know, I would say if you were uh, putting a line on it, it would be, you know, nine and a half, and I would take the under. I think they're probably more likely to end up with eight than ten. Okay. Dave Amon is the name. Bracketville is the website. Bracket Guy Dave is the Twitter. He's the best, the most accurate, and he's been uh, real, real terrific to be on with us on Mitch Unfiltered. Hopefully we can visit for a few minutes again next week. Happy college basketball watching, Dave. Thanks so much. There he is, Dave Amon, Bracketville, the number one most accurate bracketology in America. Follow him at bracketville.wordpress.com. You know, I couldn't be more pleased with the start of this Mitch Unfiltered journey. I never thought that we would have so much interest in hearing my return as we've had. And talk about hot starts. How about the brand new Daniels Broiler at the Hyatt Regency in downtown Seattle? Lindsay and the Schwartz family, their fourth location and it is spectacular. This new downtown Seattle Daniels open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner seven days a week. If you live or work near downtown and are planning an evening or visiting Seattle, you now have a world-class choice for prime steaks and seafood just down the block from the Paramount Theater on 8th and Howell. I can't tell you how many people have tweeted me pictures of anniversary dinners or other special occasions at Daniel's adding that they wanted to support the people that supported my return. It's been very touching. Valentine's Day is just about upon us. At last check, Lindsay said, there were a few scattered reservations still available for Thursday, Valentine's Day, at three of the four locations. But don't forget, the weekend that follows that Thursday, you can have your choice 
of uh, the four great locations locally owned by the Schwartz family, the new downtown Hyatt Regency and South Lake Union, Lesheim Arena and Bellevue Place. Daniel's Broiler, world-class steakhouses. Unfiltered. All right, thanks to Dave Amon in our last segment, Brackettville. If you're losing track on where to find his work, he's the best. He's the most accurate. So if you want to follow this as we kind of walk the last few weeks into March Madness and Selection Sunday, you want to see where he has the Huskies, the Dogs, or Gonzaga, or the other Pac-12 teams, or just who's number ones. If you're a, a, a freak like I am when it comes to college basketball, and you want to see bubble teams or what have you, it's called Brackettville. It's the number one most accurate projection over the last five years combined of any bracketologist, including Lenardi and everybody else. Mm -hmm. It's www.bracketville.wordpress.com, or you can follow him on Twitter. He's BracketGuyDave. 5-0, and your boys. Yeah. You're going to go to the Oregon schools. Yeah. Uh, which way is it? Oregon State, Oregon, Oregon first, and mm-hmm. Oregon State next. Thursday, Saturday. Yep. And so, as you as we continue to look Whew. at that fourteen and four number, you know, it's now you know now they can go nine and four in the last thirteen. We'll get them to fourteen and four. So as they continue to to knock off wins here, uh, it becomes more and more realistic. But this is when speaking of becoming realistic, this is when the season starts to become real. Yeah. The next two weeks, Oregon, Oregon State, and the L.A.'s coming back. Four games that are going to tell a lot about where this Washington team is at. And you don't want to get ahead of yourself. It's all about Oregon on Thursday night. But literally, these four games could make or break this season. And who are the four against? The Oregon schools and who? The L.A.'s. You see here? Them? Yes. Okay. So, so at the Oregon's. If I offered you three and one right now, I'm you taking take it. it. I'm if taking I offered it. you two and two, would you nah, take it? I don't think so. Because I think. Two and two would be seven and two in the conference. I understand that. At the halfway mark. I, I, I get that. I, but it's more about it's more about who you lose to and where. And, and right now, the best, quote unquote, best or Best losses or the best wins is actually the way to look at it. The best wins in the conference are at Washington, at Oregon, at Arizona. Outside of that, there's not a ton. Yeah. So Washington being, they can't beat themselves. Yeah. It's at Oregon. Yeah. And they don't play at Arizona for another couple of weeks. Yeah. So losing to UCLA or USC at home or Oregon State on the road not ideal. So that's why I'm like, nah, I don't know if I go for two and two. No, you wouldn't. Because I think they're going to be, and we'll get back to the favorite thing again. My guess is they're gonna, they're definitely going to be favored in the two home games. Um, I think they may be favored in all four. They'll be close to pick them against Oregon maybe, maybe a slight underdog. I guess i got to wait to see on Thursday. But uh, they're going to be favored to win three out of the four games, I would imagine. So t- you wouldn't take two out of two because the numbers say – the percentages of your mathematician says they should go three out of four, uh, and two out of two, you say, no, I'll pass. I'm going to take my chances right. in court. I'm not going to settle out of right. court for two and two, right. and let's see what happens in court. I think they're good. I, you know, I think that they're playing good enough ball right now to to they should win three out of four. 
I mean, I they should so. win three out of four. And if they win three out of four, now they're uh, eight and one. I'd love to see them win eight four one. out of four. And before we get out of here, it's a big week for Edgar Martinez. Oh, yes. It's a very big week for Edgar Martinez. We've kind of talked a little bit about this. I told you in the last podcast that those that keep track of this stuff say that he's uh, he's on 90% or more mm-hmm. right now of the ballots that have become public but not a, not the majority of ballots have become public. It's right. like some like fifty or fifty five right, percent. Right. So he's looking really really good. It's not it's not a done deal yet. It won't be a done deal until they announce it this week. But uh, it's his last deal. And I you know I just I love Edgar Martinez. Uh, I came to town in nineteen ninety five. I was a Braves fan because they were the only team we had that was close to my hometown. We didn't have a team in my sure. hometown. They trained in my hometown. And I came in 1995, mm-hmm. and Brian Wheeler and I uh, went to all the games in 1995 down the stretch. We both, I've told some stories before, we both flew, we flew down, and we were at the last series in Texas that led to the one-game playoff. And then we missed the one-game playoff because our plane was delayed, and we got stuck in Denver, which is I a did, fabulous I've story. I've never it's heard this unbel- story. It's an unbelievable story. Someday I'll get Wheeler on to tell the story. It's the it's the it's one of the funniest stories I can tell about us wow. getting on a plane. I'll give you a little taste of it. We got on a plane from Texas. They had blown the chance to win the se- season thing. In the regular season. In the regular season. Yeah, yeah. They had to play that. this one-game playoff on that Monday. Yeah. We got on on Monday morning to try to get back here for the one-game playoff. And the, the 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 pilot one of these things probably keeps coming on saying we got a little bit of delay where they're doing this we got this with this and at that very moment at that very moment Art Teal mm-hmm. none other than Art Teal with his Mr. Bubble shirt I never remember I'll never forget what he was wearing he was wearing a Mr. Bubble shirt he you know what Mr. Bubbles is yeah, right yeah, yeah. he he gets he he walks by us on the plane and he says bye guys I just have a bad feeling about this I'm gonna get on another plane. I'm done. I'm just have a bad feeling. This no is never going to make. Way. It. We're never going to make it. He says, "I'm just going to. I'm. I'm, t- I'm getting on another plane." So he leaves, and we're like, "Wow, he's leaving." We were only about twenty or thirty minutes delayed, sure. but he had a bad feeling sure. about it. He got off the plane. We sat on that plane, Wheeler and I waited, 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 waited. Got diverted. Ended up in Denver. Missed our connection in Denver, and the game is about to start. And we had to find a place to watch. The, now we're not only going to get in to Denver. Game, in Denver, the airport was brand new. Oh, that's new, a good, it's a good airport. But it was a, a million miles out of yeah, town. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to find a place, and they did not have cable in the airport. So we had to go out of the airport <laughs> oh, and find a place to watch the game. And there's nothing around. Nothing. Nothing. Except for one little bar, which... Oh, please save. I, I want you to say something, but I, I need Wheeler's version of this. I need this in, in the... I will f- get Wheeler's version, but let me just finish All this right. part of the story. Uh, Wheeler's version is fa- fabulous. The, 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 whole, the whole getting into the cab and asking him to take us to this little place that's like four miles from the airport after the guy sat in line. Oh, right. The taxi yeah. cab sat in line for yeah. three he hours. He wants to go all the way to Denver everybody or Boulder goes, everybody or goes, Nobody goes to this place. Right. Except for like employees after work. Right. And so uh, we end up in this place... No, I kid you not. We get there like in the top of the first and like the third batter fouls one back to the press box and the ball goes up in the press box and there's Art Teal in his Mr. Bubbles t-shirt. The first guy we see. Love it. That's so good. I'm telling you. <laughs> I think it was a Mr. Bubbles t-shirt. I hope Art, Art doesn't yeah, listen and be, say, that's not, that's not, I didn't have I an Art Mr. Had Bubbles that, yeah. t-shirt. I, I just remember that Art walked off and we saw him yeah. on the telecast while we were stranded in Denver, but it's even funnier that the, the reaction of the cab driver when we told him where we wanted him to take us. Wheels has to tell that story. 
Oh my! The reaction of the cab driver when he realized after two hours sitting in that line, he didn't have a fare to downtown or anywhere else. He had a fare to like two and a half miles away from the airport. Then he had to get back in the back of the line of the taxi. He hated you guys. Hated Hated him. Threw a temper tantrum. Oh. (laughs) So anyway, 95 was my first year. Sure. I, I don't know Edgar well. I know him to shake his hand. I interviewed him a million times. Very quiet, very yep. unassuming. You yep. know Edgar. Yep. And um, my, my thing has always been, and maybe I'm biased because, you know, I, I came here for that night. I got yeah, here with right. that 95 team right. and I like them. But my thing was always the whole DH thing, the whole we're not going to vote for you because you're a DH. I've said the same thing for 25 years on my radio show or 22 years. I'll say it now. And that is, is there a DH in baseball? If there's a DH in baseball, then you've got to put the best of whatever there is in baseball. The very best ever at that, whatever that is, has to go into the Hall of Fame. Otherwise, then that shouldn't exist in baseball. So if there's going to be closers, don't tell me you're not going to put the greatest closer, whoever that is. For a long long time, they didn't want to put closers in. And so DH guys, they don't play the field. Right? right? They don't play the field. They only hit. They, they're only half of a ball player. Well, if there's a DH, if the, if the, if baseball, if the baseball brain trust decides there's going to be a DH mm-hmm. in half of baseball, then you've got to put the greatest 100%. DHs of all time in the Hall of Fame. 100%. That happens to be Edgar. And then the other thing is, you know, like Ozzie Smith. Mm-hmm. Let's take Ozzie Smith. There is no baseball Hall of Fame without Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith's the greatest defensive shortstop that any of us has ever seen. The wizard. Okay, he's the wizard. Mm -hmm. And while he was the greatest shortstop that any of us have ever seen, for the first like 15 years of his life, he was a liability with the bat. Could not hit. Now, would anybody ever consider not putting Ozzie Smith in the Baseball Hall of Fame? And he was, he hurt his team. Now, the truth is, at the end of his career, if I recall correctly, he started to hit a little bit. You know, he hit about 280, 290, 300, whatever. But... For the first 10 or 12 years or whatever many years, he could not hit. He was the ninth hitter in the lineup, and he was just awful. Edgar Martinez belongs in the Hall of Fame, okay? I agree, and it will be a very joyous day around Seattle. I think I think his community service, I think his accolades, obviously, as a baseball player, which gets him into the Hall of Fame, but just who he is in this community is going to be... Um, it's going to be like Christmas for a lot of people that have followed him. Okay, that's it. That's all I got for episode number 16. I'm a little bit put off by the Rams and the Patriots. (laughs) I'm very excited about Isaiah Stewart. Yes. Uh, I'm happy for Washington. We didn't talk a lot about Syracuse's win over Duke, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. We talked about that in earlier broadcasts and in earlier podcasts. And um, Edgar Martinez, I got my fingers crossed. I think it's going to happen. It's his last time on the ballot. I wonder why it hasn't happened sooner. Maybe people were trying to prove a point. We're not Mm going to put a DH in until the very – we're going to make him sweat. The funny thing about it is Edgar, whenever he's been interviewed, has been like, if it happens, great. Because that's just the kind of guy Edgar is. You got anything left? Are we going the next time I shoot the third finger? Am I am I, no. am I going knuckle knuckles or no knuckles? That's the that's the poll question tomorrow. Knuckles or no knuckles? Knuckles or no knuckles? As well as me tweeting out the photo <laughs> of you with the beverage, the La Rasa beer provided by Zeke's Pizza. Okay, fair enough. Now, are you gonna vote? Are you gonna are you gonna be the first voter? Yeah, oh yeah. And you're gonna cast your vote for knuckles or no knuckles? I'll, you'll see it tomorrow. 
or the next day or the day after that. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks to Zeke's Pizza, of course. Thanks to Daniel's Broiler. And thanks to Jag Land Rover of Bellevue. That's it. Like it or not, episode number 16 is in the books.